Hello, and welcome to Brace and Ren 3 Direct-to-Video. Today we'll be discussing the hit Disney Toon sequel film, An Extremely Goofy Movie. My name is Brace Henderson, I'm one of the co-hosts of this podcast. With me as always to uh, get back to talking about Disney Toons films is one Renan Fontes. Ren, happy 101st episode. Yeah, we did it! And you know what the funny thing is? Yeah, what? This is actually our 101st episode. Oh, really? We lost episode one, right? Wait. We lost an episode? That's right, we lost an episode. Where did it go? We just decided it was lost. It got lost. Yeah. We left them at Sears. Yeah, maybe in like five years, I think maybe that episode might find its way out. But who knows? But I realized that losing this episode doesn't actually influence our count or make it wrong. Because we tacked on our original lost episode, the Cory in the House video game, onto the Cory in the House finale. Mm-hmm. So you think our our episode count is truly if we include all lost episodes like at 102? No. Oh no, good. Well, all right, maybe all right. Maybe we are at 102 then. Yeah. Let's lose another. Okay, we can lose we'll just another. Just write it out. We'll just lose one more. That'll that's going to even things out. Or we could just not include the lost episodes. No, let's throw one away. Okay. Yeah, we'll toss it out. We'll leave it behind. Um, Ren, uh, we are back to talking about Disney Tunes. Yeah, it took a few, we took a few weeks off. It was the, yeah. ignore Disney Tunes. Well, because I think Pooh really mentally exhausted us. The, a Tigger movie did us in. It was it was too much Pooh too soon. Yeah, and just knowing that that would just become the rhythm for a mm-hmm. few months. It became an unbearable thought. Yeah, so we needed we needed a break. We needed a mental detour, which is fine, right? Everyone needs mental detours. In this case, uh, Goofy in some ways took a mental detour. Perhaps too much of a detour. Yeah, yeah. Um, listen, would do you think Goofy is the frat frat bro type? Do I think Goofy is the type to join a frat? Mm-hmm. You know, maybe he's the kind of guy who falls into a frat, you know? He, he didn't go to college and anticipating it, but he slipped on a skateboard, and next thing he knows, he's at the uh, Extreme Games, hosted by the real ESPN. Mm. Yes. Oh. Uh, what, like... Do you think that this movie is the most inaccurate representation of college that's ever happened in media? It has everything a college has. Uh, mean extreme frat team, pizza guy, mm-hmm. fat best friend, mm-hmm. uh, coffee place. Coffee, yep. Mm-hmm. You remember the coffee place we would all go to and hang out at at college? Well, of course. All of us college age, some of us mm-hmm. drinking age. Yes, well, when you and I weren't uh, gaming on our 1980s PC... Uh, I believe we would go and uh, drink some coffee and listen to some Salam poetry about limes and dimes. At the bean scene. Mm. Um, it just like... Uh, it's nice to be with Max and Goofy again. I do have to say that a little bit. Yeah, I, I, I agree. I liked... I actually, as frustrating as it was at times, I thought their dynamic was good. It felt like... It actually was an extension of how they left things off. 
Mm -hmm. the first movie. Yeah, and it's like, I think it it highlights like an, an almost new dynamic with them where it's like, okay, Max is older again, just like he was like in, in the first Goofy movie. Like he's yep. older, he's at the next stage in, in his life. And so Goofy is also trying to figure out where he fits into Max's next stage of life. So it's a good premise. Mm-hmm. It, that part of the movie is good. Yes. It's just unfortunate that the other part that it has to share screen time with the extreme sports nonsense and the college stuff that I don't know. It, it's like you said, it's not really reflective of any real college experience. Like, it's simultaneously too sanitized and also, like, aggressive in a high school kind of way. They get wedgies in college. Yeah, they get wedgies. <laughs> what happens to them? Um, Max has, like, spitballs spit at him. Uh, which is that just doesn't happen. Um, it also, out of all the possible college courses, you know, Goofy just so happens to sign up for a freshman course, even though he's taking uh, what would be what, like senior year credits? Yeah, he's in his final semester, theoretically. Yeah. Or final year. Yeah. And he's signing up for what I can only imagine to be like a freshman seminar or something. So. Yeah. Um, and it, it feels like what they did here, Ren, is they were like, okay, we want to have college as a setting. We can't be too cute with it, um, because it's Disney. So what we'll do is the most, like, college that we're that we'll get is we'll make it all 70s references for Goofy. And, like, that's how we'll connect. That's how we'll try to, like, link some things together. Because college, for all of us writers, was back in the 70s. So that must be what it still is. This is weird. The point, actually. Yeah, um, it 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 is. It's like they um, they made Goofy represent like I don't know aspects of college with his seventies ness. Um, have you seen Monsters University? Monsters U. I know that's one of your favorites. I don't think I've ever finished it. Uh, I wouldn't say I it's one of my favorites. Of I just have the sweatshirt. Big monster on campus. Yeah. Yeah, it's cute, um, and it does. I think it does college a lot better than than what we have here. Personally, it's my own thought. Um, what 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 do you think was the most unrealistic part of the college experience in an extremely goofy movie? So our college run didn't have fraternities, yeah, but it was the fraternities. It was like <laughs> the way that they acted towards others it was the um the animosity like, the hostility they represented all archetypes like okay they're sporty and they're like wealthy and they are uh bullies and they are like they just had endless characteristics that lumped them all up into like one person and in college like I think the appealing thing about college versus high school is that you get people like people end up being more than one dimension, I guess. Um, and that they are striving for multiple other, like they're not all like able to be put into a box. Not like high schoolers are either, but you you know what I'm the, saying? The, like the clicks aren't and the, as, the as clear. The cut. problem here. Yeah. I, and the problem here specifically is that 
you know, this is a college setting story. It's being written how you would write a high school story in, like, any sitcom. Like you said, the very easy-to-understand-and-digestible archetypes just crammed together into, like, some nebulous interpretation of what you can call a character. Yeah. Um, I also felt like, like, just story-wise, I felt like the movie took a while to get going. And then once it got going... Well, it has to start twice. Yeah. It has to introduce the goofy Max emotional conflict. Yeah. And it has to introduce, like, the college conflict. And both of that, they both get, like, a good ten minutes of screen time Mm -hmm. as, like, a proper beginning. Yeah. Um, And then I felt like the middle dragged, and we saw a, a few more just, like, uh, like, the climactic moment here, Ren, is, which, by the way, new for Disney Tunes, uh, burning X, X Games, uh, set fire. piece. Yeah. Fire has been added to the acceptable threats. <laughs> yeah. Um, but no, like, it's Pete being blasted off. Uh. Hank. Huh? Hank being blasted off. No, it's Pete. Who's Hank? Tank. Tank? Tank! T-A-N-K! <laughs> Ren, I'm talking about when Pete gets blasted off and Goofy has to join the team. Oh, I thought you meant when- we were talking about the fire, so I thought you were going right into the fire scene. No! Why? Why would you set up the fire and not because talk about it? Because it needs- it, well, we'll get there, but the fire is set- all, all of that is set up by Goofy having to participate. Look, if the audience is here, they know he's already participating. Yeah. Um, but no, it felt like it felt silly to like, okay, Pete all of a sudden gets like team rocketed away and now Goofy has to step in. Um, and like Goofy being brought into the fraternity, like all of that was just silly. It was just, it was a little bit too much for me. Would you call it Goofy? Uh, extremely goofy. Extremely even? Yeah. Um, I guess, so call me dumb, but, like, I'm just now making the connection of the whole, like, extreme sports and the use of extremely in the title. Really? What What did you think it meant before? I thought it was just, like, an adjective. Or they just chose this one adjective? Yeah. Actually, it's extreme, extreme, yeah, never mind. Never mind. What What do you think's a sequel that ex- that you know an extremely mm-hmm. sequel? An extremely Tigger, tigger movie. An extremely Tigger movie. Mm-hmm. I no, don't uh, watch that. I don't know. Life Science Extreme. That was a sequel. That was extreme. What? What? Right. What? I said Life Science Extreme. Yeah, what about it? That's a sequel that's extreme. I've never heard of this movie. Ned's Declassified? Life Science Extreme... Oh, you're ta- you're referencing the class. From the TV show, Ned's Declassified, that we watched last season. Oh my god, you're embarrassing. You're embarrassing, I'm Ren. embarrassing. <laughs> Come on. Let's talk about the climax again, and by that I mean when Goofy's at the dining hall getting breakfast. 
Did you uh, did you see that breakfast he made, Max? So the one he made for Max. Yeah, the start cr- of the movie. All the food in here looks great. I it Disney has a way with food. Mm. It just goes uneaten too. Yeah, yeah. Max had to go. Um, did you like their arrival at college? Where they start skateboarding and immediately get chased by the frat? Well, so, no, um, they're, like, corn maze, like, driving through the corn maze to arrive at college. That always stuck out to me growing up. Yeah, because it's weird, I'm sure. Um. They, they really want to ingrain a memory in you, just throw a corn maze in there. Yeah. Um, is that a pun? Ingrain? Grain? Field? Yeah, it could be, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, let's go with pun. Wow. That was very funny, Ren. Who knew? Who knew my my co-host was such a funny guy? It's like fire, an right? extremely goofy um, movie is the movie we're talking about. So, um, okay, Ren. Quick question. Yeah. Your name on Discord has a crown next to it. Yeah. Okay. So, um, any fun facts about an extremely goofy movie? Yeah. Uh, let's see here. One of Upper Crust's thugs is a mm-hmm. shaved-down version of the Sasquatch from a Goofy movie. Did you notice that? I did. Yeah. Well, Bobby actually, Ren, I didn't, but I noticed he looked very familiar. And I couldn't quite put my tongue on it. Now you got it. Yeah. Tongue or finger? People say finger, right? I don't know why. It's I said tongue. tongue. You couldn't put your tongue on it. <laughs> yeah. When you're, you're really close to something, and like you can almost touch it, but you're not sure, so you stick your tongue out. Mm-hmm. To, like, feel the distance between you and it. Yes. And then if I really can't touch it, um, I get arrested and have my tongue cut off. Exactly. Yeah, we finished finish it. We finished it, yeah. Good. I'm glad. All right, we'll be able to talk about it. Yeah. Um, at the detriment to... Uh, I've seen an Extremely Goofy movie multiple times. In fact, I've watched it uh, since Disney Plus came out because I had six minutes remaining when I went to watch it today. So, um... <laughs> So I, you know, I was at the at the expense of dedicating as much time as I wish I could have to the full a goofy movie, but um, I, I you got you got the but you saw the best bit. I've seen all of it multiple times, so I feel fine. Uh, yeah, here's a good piece of trivia. Yeah. Uh, despite the title of the film, all of the characters on skateboards ride a regular footed stance rather than a goofy footed stance. That is. A made-up fact. It's on here on IMDb. Ren, here's a, a f- another here's another fun fact for you. Uh, if you notice yeah. in the library scene, the librarian uh, is talking about the Dewey Decimal System, which, despite the title of the film, uh, they use the Dewey Decimal System and not a goofy uh, decimal system. <laughs> did you know stupid? that ESPN is owned by Disney? I did. I did. Did you know that? It did not until I read this IMDb thing right now. Yeah. I, um, I want, uh, who are the guys? Did you see Dodgeball? Uh, it's been a few years, but I've seen it. Um, Jason Bateman's character in that? I don't remember. Okay, so Jason Bateman in Dodgeball plays, um, uh, a newscaster, a sportscaster named Cotton. Mm-hmm. Um, and I want him here. I want the dodgeball sportscasters here instead of what we got. At the, uh, Extreme Games? 
Yeah, Rent. So you're not a dodgeball person? I saw it when I was younger and I liked it, but I just never yeah. rewatched it in life. Yeah, I don't. Uh, so to be clear, it's probably there's probably some stuff that isn't 2022 friendly. Oh, I'm, uh, I'm sure there is in there. So I don't know if I can if I want to be here and be like, Rent, it's a great movie, but I think it's good. We'll, our next series will be uh, movies we loved as kids, but we're confident have aged poorly. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I got a few I think of those. Be really fun and heartbreaking in the same breath. Yeah, um, yeah, I don't think it. So be... you didn't like the newscasters? No, big head sports guys. I did like one line they had near the end. Mm-hmm. It's like I'm in a bad dream and it just won't quit. I feel oh. like by that point it was reflecting my own feelings on the <laughs> film. Oh, <laughs> uh, what other? Do you got other trivia? Uh, no, that's really it. That's this it. Movie gave me nothing. No, um, if you had to guess, Ren. So let's kind of dive into the film, okay? Okay. If you had to guess, where was the budget of this movie spent? The music. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In so much licensed music. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, the first one was a proper musical, but this, they just go like every other scene has a real song in it. Yeah. Well, it's like. I feel like half the songs were like they were low cost. Like they were licensed, oh, but they were low cost. And then we get Shake Your Groove thing as the centerpiece to the entire movie. Which has like a full like two and a half minute dance sequence. You could tell. Well so cause um listening to do you know what the most expensive episode of community is? No, I do not. If you had to guess. Uh so um the commentary of one of the later seasons was talking about this, but um, Dan Harmon was saying that the most expensive episode was the zombie episode, the the Halloween zombie episode. Oh, that makes sense. Because of all the ABBA music. And the reason why they did that, uh, why they played it so heavily was because it's the same cost once you license a song, whether you play five seconds of it or the full thing. Um, so they were like, well, we got to get our money's worth and just, play like pretty much full songs throughout the episode i'm um, sorry i imagine that's what disney was doing here is they you know they spent their shake your groove thing money and they were like we gotta get every dollar uh out of this they already had these songs in the disney vault they had for use uh you think they had them in the vault you know they already had these rights they were just waiting for the right moment to use them yeah yeah that's possible um well, I do feel like it introduced itself to a new generation. It it feels like, and the whole movie honestly feels like this, but like it reeks of the movie trying to seem cool and hip. Mm-hmm. And like now, like it's not like a goofy movie. It was, That was a Disney musical. Mm-hmm. This one has real songs that you can listen to on CD. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> on CD. <laughs> Go buy an extremely goofy movie album out now featuring hits such as um, Shake Your Groove Thing. Shake Your Groove Thing. There was one that was like Lie Down or something like that. I don't know what it was. Lie Down, parentheses, it's me goofy. Yeah. Oh. (laughs) Man. Well, Red, before you go to leave uh, and and podcast uh, professionally, I, I got you a gift. Yeah? Yeah. 
Uh, old Granddaddy Goof used to use it. Here it is. What the what the hell is this? I'm not gonna tell you. I've never seen this thing in my life. Yep. <laughs> um, kids these days know what top typewriters are. Yeah, but it didn't look it like did, but didn't look like a typewriter. It was the artist's best approximation of what they think a typewriter Type might look like. Yeah, like someone You've never seen one. They're Max's age. Someone described it to someone else who described it to the artist. Is how I imagine it. <laughs> um, and the typewriter, like it shows up again in Goofy's dream sequence later. So I don't yeah, know, Goofy's like little acid sequence. Yeah, I don't know if there was a big message with this typewriter, like an underlying theme here. It represents Goofy's dad. Mm. Okay. Like, I felt like the first movie had, like, the perfect cast. It had, like, elements of, like, I did this with my dad, and now you're gonna do it. And that was really strong and important to the film. And this had, like, alright, I'm gonna throw a horseshoe, and it's gonna do this wacky movement. Um, I think the difference is that a goofy movie, and, like, we learned this from the trivia, mm -hmm. is that it came from a very sincere place. Yeah. It was genuinely rooted in, like, what you said. Like, I did this with my dad, or, like, I'm doing this with my kids. Mm -hmm. Like, I want to recapture that feeling. And, like, because it has that genuine heart, it really elevates that movie. This movie, an extremely goofy movie, really has none of that heart. It, you know, it tries to do what a goofy movie did. And, like, sometimes it does it pretty well with, like, you know, goofy being sad about Max moving on. Like, thematically, that's good stuff and that's like the natural next step mm -hmm. but it just doesn't have that sincerity or like emotional grounding or even relatability no. that a goofy movie had this feels like you know someone's interpretation of what they think this scenario might be like instead of someone's you know, processing something they genuinely and actually went through yeah yeah I um how did you feel about the whole like uh goofy storyline in which she's like now going to college I did not like it no you didn't like I didn't that like aspect. it at all and I, I remember thinking it was funny and like one of the parts I always looked forward to when I watched it when I was younger but the way he just intrudes on Max's life is insufferable yeah it's, it's... And also we get like three montages in like the span of 25 minutes like Corey in the house <laughs> well yeah and the mo like a lot happens in these montages like goofy like entire like relationships happen in uh -huh. them. yeah goofy. character development and growth that should theoretically be the movie is relegated to mm -hmm. montage um i have a question for you yeah uh that hopefully you can answer in um and this may have been in my prioritizing house of the dragons -ness. so this the graduation dinner that goofy doesn't sh so like that all of that sequence seemed really disjointed in which goofy is told off by max for yep. joining up with the gammas and then uh, has the midterms and he like falls asleep during it he shows up just on time and then falls asleep during it has the as the aforementioned acid trip uh, and then wakes up and sulks and misses dinner with his librarian like yeah that's more, that's more or less exactly what happens yeah. yeah so all all of that like it all felt really 
disjointed. Like, uh, I I went, I rewinded because I was like, why is he tired? Like, did I, like, right? I get being upset about his whole thing with Max or like unable to focus, but the tiredness I did not understand. If he's feeling sleepy. I, yeah. And I guess it's a plot point. It's it, like, it, you know, he, he ends up failing. Mm-hmm. He doesn't go to his graduation dinner because of it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't know, Ren. It just like. Weird movie weird movie i mean so like i i thought the dream sequence was definitely a standout of like this would never happen um well actually no it it feels like they were trying to maybe allude to like the opening of the first scooby movie that's the exactly you know that's that's i felt that way too i felt it was a very intentional parallel Mm -hmm. to max's dream but you know this kind of goes back to what i was saying about this movie trying to do what a goofy movie did yeah, but it has no real heart. So, like, it puts this important parallel just halfway through the movie, mm. with no context or build up. Yeah. Um. Here, let me pull out my notes. Let me see if there's uh if I got anything good here, Ren. Um. Oh, a, a towel boy. Towel boy. Yeah. Um. Uh. What's his name? Olive Garden. What's I don't know. Uh, who, uh, who are you talking about? O- over oven. What's his over name? oven. Uh, upper crust. Upper cr- Bradley upper crust. Yes. So upper crust. Boy? No. So upper crust makes a bet with Max that whoever loses has to be towel boy. Oh, okay. Yeah. And is that that's we don't get any more of towel boy, right? No, towel boy never comes into play again. Okay. Like, it's not even mentioned, it's not even referenced. So my question for you is, is that, um, that feels like something Lulzley would do. Towel boy? Have a towel boy. <laughs> like, yeah, uh, I, I could see us making somebody be a towel boy. Yeah, um, uh, like, not even, like, uh, like a new student, like, the new person has to be the towel boy, but just, I feel like we would just have a towel boy. You board positions, you gotta vote for them? Would a hundred percent be an e-board position in Lowsley? <laughs> Towel boy, vote for the person you like the least. It's a punishment. Yeah, how long does the towel boy have to towel for? Until you're dry. Okay, I was thinking they just like do like launder the towels, but you're okay. I'm thinking like if you're sweating, you know, you're on stage, you're cracking wise, you're working up a sweat. Cowboys gotta come out, wipe your brow down. They stay until you're dry. Um, she's going. She likes my idea. She loves it. She's like, I would be the towel boy. I could be towel boy. Um, yeah. I so you're um you're feeling like they would sw- wipe sweat off people's brows. But do you think towel? What, what, you know, I, in your mind. Yep. Yeah. Who's ta- what is Towel Boy? So, like, you're responsible for, like, the maintenance of all of Lulzley's towels. So, like, I'm coming from home. I got a bag of towels that I need washed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Towel Boy has to clean them? Towel Boy needs to clean the towels, return them to you. Uh, right, I like this. <laughs> probably Towel Boy knows some towel tricks, like making towel animals. Like, they gotta fold it interesting for me when I take it back. Yeah, and if not, if not, you'd be like, I asked for an octopus and this is a rabbit. 
do it again, towel boy. And I will make a scene if it's not right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah, I was really into this idea with Max and uh, Upper Crust. I was like, okay, one of them's going to be Towel Boy. Never again. Never again. Um, Goofy has a new job. Well, had a new job. The toy... the toy store building toys now. Yeah, it's pretty grim. It's pretty grim. Um, the boss is grim. He's grim. Not great. Not preferred. Um... What else? Uh, is Bradley Jeff Winger? Is he Jeff Winger? Yeah, yeah. He's like he's like young Jeff. Okay, so this his is... anime. His face looks fucking insane <laughs> in a few shots. Did you also notice how ridiculous they draw him sometimes? Well, because his face like simultaneously looks like he's been hit with a frying pan, <laughs> while also like has a uh, like a crimson Fresh chin kind of, of chin. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I agree. His animation is rough. Him and the the um, the poet, her design as well, had she like doesn't get a name. No, but I was no, N- um, that's just not how. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I don't. <laughs> you know what I'm thinking, but like. <laughs> I don't know what Disney was doing. I don't know. I don't know. All I know is that, like, you know, I think some kids that watch this, uh, awakening. They, yeah, that's exactly, exactly it. You know, (laughs) this was. Um, I think this is what started the like, uh, tales trend. (laughs) So furry craze of the two thousands. Yeah. Um. The, there's a point in one of those skating sequences where Max skates on a mattress as if it's a jump. And that annoyed me because it's either a really hard mattress or like it, or it's not. Like, it just doesn't make sense. So, in the extremely goofy movie <laughs> where Goofy is sucked into a toy pipe and blows up out of a silo through his toy job. Her concern yeah. is that Max bounced on a bed and it might have been did, too bouncy. He did not bounce. He skated what, what on did it. He do? See like so it was angled like they were loading it into a truck and it was angled like a jump. And he okay. skated on it and then went off of it as if it was a jump. Can you imagine doing that with a real life mattress and skateboard? I don't know what kind of wheels Max has on his skateboard. Well, we ca- we know a little bit. We know that he wasn't in goofy position. That's right. He was in regular <laughs> position. Um, let's see. Uh, Ren, were you disappointed when you turned on Arrested Development Season 4 and found that they were stealing storylines from a goofy movie? Which one? Uh, 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 Michael Goes to College with George oh my Michael. My God, you're right. Yeah. Wow, they really did steal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, out I of ideas. Five. I I don't know if I did. Is there a six? No. Or did it, it end did. with five? It was five, but it was part one and two. Yeah, I don't know. I don't think I finished it. On us. Um, I've never seen a show ruin its own legacy so bad. Horrible. They didn't need to. They didn't need to. Um, let's see. Sylvia, 
You want to talk about Sylvia? Sylvia, the librarian, Max's mm-hmm. new stepmother. <laughs> yeah. Do you uh, like her? Do you think? Do you think she's a good match for Goofy? Uh, well, they both have mood rings that you know light up or something. So that's both pretty cool. Really miss the nineteen seventies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, aggressively. Um, they admire like uh, Gilligan's Island. They like a oh, yeah, there's the like a duck dance. Island. Yeah, that was weird, right? Not even it's, like it's so we knew that you know they really were from the real seventies, not the fake seventies <laughs> like in the cartoon. They're from the real seventies, <laughs> from our timeline. <laughs> um, let's see. No, those are. Yeah, because the rest of the movie kind of just happens, right? Uh, Goofy this joins. Movie the... Doesn't really have much in the way of content. No, like Goofy joins the Gammas. Uh, Goofy realizes the Gammas are a bad idea. Uh, he knows that oh, they're. We can, we can talk about the Gammas cheating. I think that's that's the last real thing we haven't talked yeah. about. Yeah. Okay. What do you think about that? Uh, yeah, they cheat really aggressively. They never get caught. I I don't think I ever realized that. Yeah, no. This watch, but they never get caught. There's no consequences to cheating. It's like Towel Boy. This movie just introduces ideas to introduce them. Mm-hmm. Like, they know that just saying Towel Boy is enough. Someone's gonna be captivated. Yeah. Well, the, yeah, and the Gamma Send, it looks like about 20 people away on a single stretcher. <laughs> <laughs> you think this is it for the Gammas? Is their reputation finally over? I think... So I'm now just thinking, what's the real life scenario, Ren, where they're like, they're like, wow, we got so many people down, like, quick, get a stretcher. And then they're like, uh, they're, uh, they're like, okay, like, we, like, we don't have time to get 20 stretchers. Just put, put them all onto this one. Go, go. I would, I would love to see that in real life. Yeah. Um, cause it looked outlandish here. It's Let's very make it safe. happen. Um, what do you think happened to the Gammas? I think Bradley died in the blimp crash. Okay. I think Tank became a born-again Christian. Uh-huh. He was really moved by Max and Goofy saving him. Yep. I think the rest of the guys all went to jail for, like, really, really bad things. Yeah. I'm not even going to say them, but they were just awful, horrible, yes. horrible things. Uh, only to then be let out and have their tongues cut out. Yeah. And then yeah. they burned down uh, Pete's house. <laughs> um, Ren, I have a question. Yeah, what's Is up? this like, uh, so you'll have to remind me in, in like, in the show Game of Thrones, how's the dragon? Are there, do the um, little birds have no tongues? No, they speak. Okay. They do speak. I'm thinking of um, like Hunger Games. Well, may you could be remembering that uh, Euron's crew—they have no tongues. Euron. A uh, Euron Greyjoy, the pirate, the very annoying pirate <laughs> from the last three seasons. He didn't he have a ship that took down a dragon? Is that correct? He he had a he used the scorpions that uh Kyburn built to take down one of Daenerys's dragons. Yes. Okay. <laughs> um, 
Does that seem, were you okay with that? I remember just at the time, people were really upset about that. That is actually, that. so that episode in general is actually my least favorite episode of Game of Thrones. Mm-hmm. I think it's problems, you know, it's not really dragon dying, it's more so the fact that it crams like three episodes worth of build up into one episode. Mm-hmm. I think that's what makes it unsatisfying. Which is, I have, I have to say, Ren, a little bit ironic considering the pace of House of the Dragon. House of the Dragon is crazy fast. Yeah. I do think, um, I think that that's interesting that, like, we went from a show like Game of Thrones and then towards the later seasons, we got a lot of just, like, public outcry because of the rate at which it moved. Um, yeah, the last two seasons were mm-hmm. moving, or, like, even by season six, it was starting to move very fast. Yeah. And then but, like, we... mm-hmm. but, like, six at least had the benefit of being ten episodes. So even though things were moving quickly, there was still time to, like, have downtime yeah. and, like, sit in a moment. Mm-hmm. House of the That's Dragon. That's not being the case in the last two seasons. Yeah. House of the Dragon moves very quickly. House of the Dragon is moving very fast. I think it's working for the most part. Mm-hmm. But there are definitely some times where, like, I stop and feel like they could, they realistically could have made a full season out of those first five episodes. Um, yeah. Yeah, they probably could have. They probably could have. Mind you, like, I I mean, yeah, I don't know where the characters currently, um, all are, where they all sit, having just jumped into, like, ten years into the future, so I don't know who's alive and who isn't, but there's some that we haven't seen yet who I'm wishing we'd spent more time with at least ten years ago. Um, so... I don't know. Like, I'm hoping uh, we kind of, I think it was alluded to, but we don't really know the status of um, the queen that never was and I, I, her husband. Rainey's and Corliss. Yeah. Um, so, like, we, I don't, I don't know if they're alive at the moment. Jen and I were, you know, very convinced uh, that we would have a new king or that yeah. uh, Rhaenyra would be you know, large and in charge. But nope. Viserys is still kicking. Like, yeah, he is. Uh, those leeches ran. I was laughing at them a few weeks ago, but, you know. Leech and maggot treatment works, Bryce. Even today in our modern age. Yeah, that's what I was... I mean, I got, like, 20 leeches on me right now. Why? <laughs> <laughs> I have my hand festering in a bowl of maggots for yeah. the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> it feels weird and it feels awful, but it feels right. Uh, and I believe I'm going to be the first. The yeah, I'm going to be the first human to reach the age of 2000. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, it was a, a. um. It worked a lot, Ren, in two ways, because. I think. When making a show like Game of Thrones, you got to know the conversation around it. You got to know what like the public knowledge is. And public knowledge for the most part after last week was okay, we're we're doing a big time jump. Yep. Um and so it was really clever of them, I mean, for to really lead those of us that don't have book knowledge into the idea of okay, when we jump, things are going to be really shaken up. And they they are. They are really shaken up. There's a lot, like, 
the, all the pieces have been kind of reset and moved into different spots, but um, the most important piece is still there. Um, I, like not most important, but like hierarchy, like in the hierarchy, the, the, like, hi- the status quo is still more or less in place. Yes, yes, even if very shaky, um, it is somehow still standing. So, um, yeah. So you loved it. I I think this I think this latest episode was my favorite so far. Yeah, it felt like a second pilot almost, mm-hmm. and that it kind of had to like reset the stage. And you know, I it finally feels like we're introduced to like, in my opinion, what are the big players? Yeah, like we finally have like our true main cast. Like we got Rhaenyra, we got old Rhaenyra, we have old Allison, we have all their kids. Like it, it's here, it's time. Yep. Yeah, the kids are, um, it's great for, like, the dynamic that we saw between them was very clear-cut. Um, the concept of, of, like, not everyone, not everyone's dragon hatches, and, like, what does that mean? Does that that. make you worse if your dragon doesn't hatch? Um, that's really interesting to me. And, like, the, uh, (laughs) Ren, the brilliant idea of let's just you know unite this family even more uh dad would you mind if uh if my sister marries my son that's what it was yeah it's like oh boy got them all excited yeah grandpa's favorite idea in years yeah you could see it on his face brilliant my daughter is (laughs) brilliant icky um the Targaryen way Bryce so you're feeling you're feeling great about the casting changes I I actually really like uh new Rhaenyra and new Alicent Mm -hmm. I thought new Laenor was a huge improvement new New yeah yeah yeah. we didn't really see her before so (laughs) we're not really gonna see much of her again yeah I thought for the most part she was fine you know got the job done Mm -hmm. but yeah for the most part I'm totally on board with the new New actors, I'll uh, I'll miss the young ones a mm-hmm. lot because they were incredible, and I like by the end they were the best part of the first five episodes. I think. Yeah, yeah, I I completely agree. I think for me the only the only thing that feels strange about it is not the actual like cast that they changed, but it's the cast that they didn't change that feels. Weird. Oh, okay. Um, to so, me, like, who's, who's sticking out to you? The really, worst? Kristen Cole. Um, you think so? Because he he looks him and Damon both of them not like ten years would like strongly age a person but they all look they both to me looked the exact same, um, and I wanted them to look I don't know at least a little bit different at, at the very least. Um, I think they did a decent enough job with the hairstyle changes, but like I I think Damon of the two Damon was the worst in my opinion for not looking that much older. He he looked younger like i was looking he at him like how he did at the start of the season. yeah and i was like he's looking great like he's looking really good 10 years later um Cole at least mm-hmm. has the shorter haircut and i feel like his voice sounds a bit uh older too the way or at least the way he's acting yeah yeah um but like we were we got two childbirths you know one a success kind of in a way uh the other <laughs> Uh, went the way of you know the X Games, so 
pretty bad failure on that front. Yeah. Yeah. Um, tragic. Sad to see tragic. her go. I, I wish we saw more of her in the first five episodes. Yeah. Yeah. That's my biggest complaint with, uh, also the dragon right now is that a lot of these, like really important, like supporting characters, mm-hmm. you know, like the show did them their lip service and stuff and gave them enough focus, but not like so much where I felt like truly attached to them. Mm-hmm. Like Lena, like I feel like I barely saw her in these first five episodes. Yep. And like similar, similarly, like Harwin, I really liked what we saw, but mm-hmm. I would have liked more from him, like uh, like more interactions with Rhaenyra. And like mm-hmm. I understand that for the first half of the season, they were like trying to like misdirect us by pairing Rhaenyra with Kristen Cole. Yeah. I don't know. I I, I do feel something for Harwin's death and like the fire at Heron Hall, but. More so for how it affects Rhaenyra, not so much like losing this character. Could Max and Goofy have saved Harwin? Yes. Okay. Goofy could have done one of his trademark uh, yuck screams and crashed right out of the castle. Perfect. Yeah. Um. Yeah, both of those were were another like it, it's nothing has ever settled in this show thus far in the the first now six episodes there's never like a moment to really be like okay this is where everyone's sitting because every single second it's like okay this piece is now off the board now there's like five more new pieces um and it's compelling it's very compelling um it's so much shuffling yeah so early and that's the kind of stuff you don't really see until like a series is starting to end usually Mm mm-hmm yeah um and i don't know so with the time jump i was also thinking and i mean i guess it it all depends on what the scope of the show is but i was figuring okay we're gonna really slow some things down now that we've like we got our our um prologue in the first five episodes and now we're gonna be at the show and now we're gonna kind of slow some things down and let us breathe for a moment but no one was breathing. And I don't I don't think that's going to be the case these next few episodes. Yeah. It really we still it... have like a few more years until the actual war starts. Wild. So the 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 show is like on paper is like the war. Like this is all building towards the the war that is the name of the show. What's the name of the show? The House of the Dragon? That's not a, a uh, war. The war is called The Dance of the Dragons. Dance of the Dragons. Yes. Okay. So like everything we've seen so far is basically just like a few paragraphs to explain why the war happens. Okay. Okay. Um, so this is like... So we're still very much in the setup phase. I'm pretty sure, like, all of season one is going to be set up. Yeah. Like, in the grand scheme of things. Yeah. Um, you don't think... I know at one point there was talks of, like, multiple, like, Game of Thrones spinoffs. You don't think that they're gonna try to go, like, a Disney route with Marvel or Star Wars where they'll do, like, we'll be getting multiple Game of Thrones things, right? I really, really hope not. Like, the one thing I would be okay with is if they end up doing that Jon Snow series, but only as, like, a one-season miniseries. I think that's the only thing I'd be okay with. 
But other than that, like... Bryce? Hello? Sorry, the door was open, so I was muted. It's okay, don't worry about it. Yeah. Uh, you'd be okay with Jon Snow, though. I would be okay with a... Like, really only if it's a miniseries. I wouldn't want it to go much longer, but... I think there's interesting stuff from, like, Jon's story in the books and White Walker details that didn't make it into the show. Mm -hmm. That could make for a compelling epilogue to season eight. And also, you know, maybe... I personally think the White Walker stuff was one of the storylines that ended the most satisfyingly in the show, mm -hmm. comparatively. I know that a lot of people don't, so it could be it could be an opportunity to kind of remedy things. Yeah. Give him, give him some uh, a little chance to fix fix some things up. Yeah, I want to see any. I wouldn't want to see another spinoff until House of the Dragon is done, though. Same, same. Because it's like, I don't want them to think, okay, let's let's flood flood them with more Game of Thrones because it's what people want. Um, because it's good, because we're able to really focus in on a specific timeline, specific set of characters. Like, I love exactly. that even now, I'm not really, like, it's so far in the past that it's not like, okay, it's, like, this character is going to pop up when they're young. Or, like, this character, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Yeah, we're, like, uh, nearly 200 years behind. We don't exactly. have to worry about nonsense like that. I love that. Um, I love that there's, like, it's connected, but only in the world and not in the characters. Um, so I, I, I think that that's really good. Um, yeah. It was great. I'm excited for more. Um, and I hope that, you know, hope I get a dragon egg. That was a Me thick too, dragon. Wasn't that a thick dragon? Uh, uh, what's her name? Lena's? Yeah. Yeah, Vagar. He's scaly. He's huge. Yeah. Yeah, world's largest dragon, she said. He is. He's the biggest one. Yeah. It's impressive. Very impressive. Gonna take a lot to take that down. Maybe a scorpion. Maybe two scorpions. I don't think we'll be seeing any scorpions, Bryce. Yeah. Won't be another 200 years till those come to the the uh, Westeros. The what Seven Kingdoms. a great kingdoms. little world. I love Westeros as a setting. Yeah. Yeah. Um. It's been fun. How's the Dragon truly has been enjoyable, Ren. Um, it's, it's reminding me of, you know... What made me fall in love with Game of Thrones. It's got the politics, it has the drama, mm -hmm. it has shocking character twists. Mm -hmm. I love it. It just keeps me so invested. Yeah. Um, what about uh, Aegon uh, and his you know, uh, I guess presentation to the city? I think they've <laughs> done a really great job at characterizing Aegon so far. Oh my gosh, I told Jenna, I was like, I love that Aegon didn't grow up to be this, like, well-formed person who's, like, who on paper, or who beyond on paper seems like a good fit to be king. I love that he's just, like, like a little shit. Yeah, he's a little shit. He doesn't want to be king. He just wants to mm -hmm. do whatever he wants. Really yeah. just live life carefree. Yeah. In the window. It's such, a, it's such a good character beat, I think, for him. Mm -hmm. It's very interesting, and it's naturally going to create some really unique conflict between him and, like, Allison and pretty much anyone, really, just by his nature of being so carefree. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it, <laughs> we haven't really seen a character like that in either Game of Thrones or House of the Dragon. No, and that Allison's like, like you, like you are our chance, pretty much. Like you need to do better because you are our one chance. Otherwise, you know, Rhaenyra might have you killed. Uh, if you're seen as a threat to the throne, so you got to step up. Uh, and I love Who's that. I think it's on? hilarious. Huh? Whose team are you on? Oh, uh, if like we're choosing teams, like I feel like everyone's on Team Rhaenyra, no? Allison's Rhaenyra right now. absolutely Allison, a hypocrite. Allison has some fans. Yeah. Like she, uh, uh, yeah. I think she's just an absolute hypocrite at the moment. So. Not for me. Not for me. It sucks. Like, I like her. And I think she's a cool character. But, like, moral-wise, I guess Rhaenyra. What, what do you mean? Allison has Kristen Cole on her side. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I wanted, I wanted his face to be made like Joffrey's during that scene in the courtyard. Harlan went easy on him. Yeah. And yeah. Kristen Cole was so smug after, too. Mm-hmm. Pissed me off. Yeah. Um, but it's great. It's great to have people to hate, and it's great to have people that you loved and then hated. Even better, right? Yeah, it's what makes it so much better. Yeah. Um. So I like like that they're playing with us like that. Um. All right, Ren. Should we? Do you want to rate a goofy movie? I have to read some reviews first. Oh my gosh! It has reviews. It does. Wow, Ren. Let's do it. Let's read some uh, a goofy, an extremely goofy movie reviews. All right. This is a review by Ross Robinson. He gave it a 10 out of 10. Another spectacular movie. An extremely goofy movie, I think, is another spectacular movie to watch. I think it's just as good as the first. The movie sets off with Max, now older and ready to go to college, a lifetime freedom away from his dad. Max wants to have a life of his own. Goofy really doesn't want his son Max to grow up. But at the end of the day, everyone has to grow up and face the world with complicated things to solve and harder work. Max had to go to college to get himself an excellent education, but his education is interrupted when Goofy attends college himself, really so that he can be seen with his son and spend time with him. Goofy gets pushed into a gang of bullies to help them beat Max and his time on skateboarding. But the team end up drawing as an accident happened. At the end, Goofy is crowned as Professor as he wears the black hat with the string beside it. I give this movie 10 out of 10. That review lost its credibility as it went on. He was crowned. Uh, I liked it just the title of the review was another spectacular film. Yeah. Okay. Just like another one in the lo- like in the long list of spectacular films. An extremely spectacular film. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, this next review is by Chris Bishop, 5000. Gave it a 6 out of 10. Uh, the title is Goofy, You're Bang Out of Order. He's learned nothing from the original 1995 movie. When his now adult son, Max, sets off for a new life of independence with his pals, PJ and Bobby, Goofy can't resist going with him. Goofy is suffering with the empty nest syndrome, and this affects work, so hey presto, he's fired. The point is that Max is trying to get away from his selfish dad, but Goofy can only focus on his own relief of not suffering a year without his little Maxie. At first, Max is too tolerant of having Goofy with him, understanding how sad he must have felt. 
but there are more embarrassing situations Goofy creates to humiliate his son, gets him out of bed very early in the morning, embarrasses him in clothes store, getting him to clean up the room with spades, and just as Max offers a pretty seat a girl next to him, Goofy rushes to take it before her, and Max's newfound enemy, Brad, offers her a seat instead. In time, Goofy gets romantically involved with the college librarian, which doesn't fail to keep him out of his son's hair, and does all three of them a lot of good, but things soon take a turn for the worst. Max feels increasingly harassed by his obsessive father, and is furious with him for beating him at College X Games. That wouldn't have happened if Goofy never went to college. Oh, don't you get it? I'm trying to get away from you. I'm not like a little kid anymore. Now just leave me alone and get your life, Goofy. If you were my dad, I'd disown you. And he wrote, this movie shows what medicine Goofy needs for his empty nest syndrome, a woman in his life. After so long, Goofy finds getting his mind off Max less painful as he and Sylvia head off into the sunset for a new life of their own. Some of these writers are on another level. What was the title? You're banged out of order? Uh, Goofy, you're bang out of order. (laughs) (laughs) What does that mean? What's the correct order to the Goofy bang? He bang in order. (laughs) Well, you would hope Goofy bang in order, but in this (laughs) case, Goofy bang out of order? He bang out of order. He's not doing it right. Can um, I hear what South David has to say? No, but yeah. What is he up to? South David gave it a 2 out of 10. Goes downhill fast. <laughs> two goofy movies. Two of them Disney+. Plus. It feels like cruel and unusual punishment. This one is marginally worse than the original Goofy movie. Itself a spinoff from Goof Troop, a show which I imagine must sit on Disney Plus somewhere, waiting to punish me further for my crimes. Max, Goofy's bratish jerk of a son, leaves the family home and goes to college with his friends PJ and Bobby. Much to Max's displeasure, Goofy loses his job and is unable to get another one without formal education, so enrolls at the same university. How's he paying for it? Never discussed. At the same time, Max and his friends are establishing an X Games team, a fact that puts him at odds with Bradley Uppercrust III and his fraternity. All right. On some level, I know that I'm 40, and this movie is for children. Red, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Where did you find these ones tonight? They're good, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. The my only complaint, Ren, is that you you bang out of order. I would go next time. I would lead with this one. Uh, you want me to start with? I know that I'm 40, and this movie is for children. <laughs> And he's talking about uh, it's gonna be tortured on Disney Plus, like. Okay, I guess keep going, Red. But try try to bang in order, okay? All right, I'm trying. I can't change that now. I'm here, and my opinion is that an extremely goofy movie isn't up to much. This is fully the adult in me. I accept. I couldn't ever come to terms with what the X Games style competition that makes up much of the finale actually was. Is it just for the college, or is it a nationwide event? If it's nationwide, then how are there two teams from the university in it? If it's college level, then why is it being broadcast on ESPN? Love that synergy, though, Disney. Good work. 
the whole X Games obsession does date the movie now, as the world has mostly moved on from skateboarding being something they've even partially interested in. My other problem is that I don't like Goofy, the gurning hopeless Burke, unable to appreciate anyone else's feelings, whilst clumsily knocking over anything he comes near. And, as you may already have picked up on, I don't like Max either, the spoiledest, churlish egomaniac. I didn't like this. I just learned churlish and Burke. Oh, we learned some new words words tonight. Yeah, new words to me. Thank you, South David, for your vocabulary. Um, wow. We gotta find him a movie that he might like. I'll dig through his IMDb, see what I can find. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, Ren. Wow. Um, thank you for sharing. Yeah, I was Uh, happy to. Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. So, Ren. What? Should what Bryce? we rate the movie? Yeah, let's rate it out of how much it made us want to go see Avatar and IMAX now that it's being re-released. Okay, this is a, uh, okay. This is a tough question. <laughs> Why? Because I don't know if you're memeing me or not. I'll be genuine. Yeah, like, how badly do you want to see rewatch IMAX now that it's in rewatch Avatar? Avatar now that it's in um, like six point five out of ten. I'm yeah, not gonna I'm, go I'm, out of my way, but it's not the worst way to spend the afternoon by far. I mean, like, I'll, you know what? Because you said you won't go out of your way, I'm gonna put myself to the seven range. I think I will go out of my way to see it in IMAX while it's still there. Yeah. That's a, like you never know when like when you won't be able to see it in IMAX again, and that's the place to watch it. You know what I mean? Look, I'm not gonna watch Avatar anywhere else. No, are they if gonna watch it at all? It's gonna be on IMAX. Are they gonna force the 3D on us? Do you think, or can you see it in IMAX without the 3D? I actually don't know. Yeah. Hmm. Um. Yeah, I I'm I'm here for Avatar. I'm trying. I'm like a defender of it. Yeah, you like it? It's. I'm a defender of it because I think people forget how important it is to modern films. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I think, I, I just think that it's that. Um, is it the best story? No. Is it a bad movie? No. No. Um, I think it, it's revolutionary, and I'm, I'm excited to see what the sequel does. Water. Um, the water so. one. Yeah. It's pr- it's gonna be probably pretty cool again. I don't think it's gonna do as well as uh, like I don't think it's gonna be as insanely popular it. as the first one. Um, but I think it is. I think it's gonna get a lot of conversation up for sure. So I'm just hoping that it's a little bit more unique, so people, yeah, so pe- the in the story department, so that way people can recognize that the first one wasn't a fluke. Mm-hmm. So, but we'll see. Maybe it'll be awful. Maybe it'll be the worst thing James Cameron has ever made. I just, I don't know. I can't believe that. Um, He's worked on it for so long. Yeah, and like that's... So much like, research yeah. into filming underwater, too. Mm-hmm. Well, I imagine if like at its absolute worst, it'll still be visually impressive. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know. And I'm a, like, James Cameron, 
like pretty short film like small filmography but like very impressive stuff in there yeah so i'm for it i've never seen the terminator is that him or is he oh, just really the second like, one? I really like the first Terminator. Is he one and two? I think he's one and two. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he's both. Yeah. Um Both both are amazing, but I really like the first one especially. Yeah. Uh you big uh, did you watch the Last of Us trailer? Yeah, I did. I haven't watched that. You wanna it looks so good. Yeah, does it? Very accurate to the games from what I can see. Um now it's but it's one of those games ren where if you like why why wouldn't you just play the game like is it something that's truly going to be better as a tv show or substantial enough as a tv show be better i don't think it'll be better as a tv show yeah just because the interactivity of the last of us is part of like what gives its story so much emotion yeah but i do think there's an opportunity to adapt it like it's a story that does lend itself well to like a cinematic format Mm-hmm. Like, even if you are losing that interactivity, and even though I do believe that, like, the game probably will remain, like, the definitive way to experience the story, mm-hmm. it's still cool to see, like, another take on it. I see it more as, like, uh, you know, watching a different theater company, like, do a show, you know? Yeah. Yeah. We'll see what their like, take I get where on you're it coming is. From. I'm uh, just hopeful that this will be, like, the first truly great video game adaptation. Hmm. I I could see it. I mean, people like uh, is The Witcher a book though? It's it's a book series, yeah. It's a book and then a game. Yeah, the order. games are adapted from the books or huh. like extensions of them, but the books came mm-hmm. first. Um, check out Andor. Yeah, I'll check it out. I forgot it existed. It's better. Stop watching She Hulk too. Yeah, it's better than um. I I it's be- definitely better than Boba. I would say it's better than Obi-Wan as well. Um, it's similar right. to, to what we were talking about with um, House of the Dragon tonight in that it's in the world of Star Wars, but it doesn't feel, like, overly connected. My, my at like, least really at this point. My only hesitation is just the Andor of it all. Like, I. Yeah, they they build him up pretty well. They do. He's He's interesting. There's a lot of interesting aspects of this I'll show. I'll keep an open mind. So, go go into it with an open mind. Um it's the uh, three episodes out. They launched at the same time. What if you can watch them all at the same time? It's pretty much one big episode. It isn't um like there's a reason all three of them were put out at the same time. All right. So, don't look at them as like episode versus episode. I would just as a unit. Um yeah. Yeah. Uh well, Ren. Uh what's next? In our adventure. We have to rate an extremely goofy movie. We did. The Avatar rating? That's what you said we were doing, Ren. This is improv. Right, we right. have to yes and. Alright, I'm keeping them down. Alright, next week is Little Mermaid 2 Return to the Sea. Ooh, that feels different. She's back. <laughs> mm-hmm. I haven't seen Little Mermaid since I was like three. Really? Yeah. <laughs> also, I'm just noticing now that you crossed out everything poo on here. Yeah, I I wanted to make sure we wouldn't forget. So we're we're not watching those. <laughs> Look, if, if we feel like we can watch them when we get there, sure. But I just we... <laughs> it would be a pain to go through all of this and not be able to say that we've watched every Disney Toons film. 
It's kind of, you know, isn't that embarrassing? Like, I don't want to have to have an asterisk. Maybe maybe we'll do the poo-a-thon after all? Yeah. Maybe, what if we got together? And put them all on the screen at the same time like we did the Baby Genius movies? That could be it. That could all be right, the recipe for success. Um, yeah, we could easily do that. That makes a lot more sense. So... Okay, but a Little Mermaid is next week. You haven't watched the first one in a while. Uh, any questions? I can answer any if you have any questions about the first one that you might be wondering at this point in time. So, like uh, Ursula, she turns everyone into like uh, mm. little sea urchins. Yes. They still like that. Do they like being sea urchins? Are they still like that? At the end of the movie, or yeah. right now? Right now. Yes. Okay. Cool. Um, uh, Sebastian, mm-hmm. like, what? Where does he lean politically? Uh, he, at the dinner table, he uh, uh, peddles liberal politics. In the voting booth, he's far right. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. That's just who he is. Yeah. Uh, anything else you feel like? That's the Little Mermaid. What do you think flounder tastes like? Um, I don't eat fish. Oh, okay. So bubble gum maybe. This one. Yeah. Um, my so how uh, how small is the Little Mermaid? How small? Yeah. Like in, like five two. Is she that little? Five feet or something. Little Mermaid height. F four. That's average. Yeah. The average mermaid to return to Not the sea. Not so little, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay. This was good. Yeah, it was. Whoa. That was very loud. Me? Yeah. It was like, I, I, I shot up. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to be too enthusiastic. Yeah. Well, you work. You got to tone, tone it down. Indoor <laughs> it voice? Down. Um, all right, Ren, last question before I go. Yeah. Okay. I have, I just learned, I have 15, uh, where's the number? Okay, I got uh, 1,580 Microsoft points. What should I do with those? Any suggestions? I could buy a Roblox digital code. Okay. Um, or I could enter seven times in a sweepstakes for five th- for a five thousand dollar Walmart gift card. Just do that seven times. Okay. Seven. I can only do- okay. No, that works. Enter sweepstakes. Confirm reward. Yeah. All right. It's done. I'll let you know. I'll keep you posted. Cool. Thank you. Anytime. If I listen, if I win, Ren. I'll split it with you. We can use that towards the podcast. We would. I. Sure. Here's what we'll do. We'll mm-hmm. build. Uh, build new microphones for both of us with the money. I I would. I mean, I would put it towards like a PC build. Okay. Yeah, all right. That's smart. And like, uh, I would do an audio setup around there. Okay. Okay. This is stuff we'd already have with a Patreon. 
we would have Jacob funding us a thousand dollars a month. We would have our five thousand dollars already. Dang it. <laughs> um, Rhett, I mean, I today was a big day for me. I got thirty yeah. subscribers on YouTube today. Nice, alone. good job. So, you know, once I have that Sea of Thieves money rolling in, then we can. I'll be able to put it in places that are more important, like the podcast. Cause big monster on campus. Cause big monster on campus. Yeah, I'll all- alligate it there. Uh, if we, oh, that was that's also if we ran, we could have done a podcasting club and gotten actual Leslie? money from USG. Oh, we could for this. Let's go back in time. Start Bryson Ren early. Take mm-hmm. that money. And use it as like a uh, jumping off point. Yeah, we could have invested it. Yeah, they would have asked for receipts, and we would have just given them uh, uh, what's the Robin Hood receipts, and been like, "We're investing it, so that way we can, <laughs> you know, <laughs> have more money. We'll pay you guys back. We'll double it, and then we'll take the money that we, you know, that we made and get ourselves some podcasts and stuff." This is genius. Really good. Really good. Um, we probably could have done that and would have gotten just the scolding if that. Oh, so. I'm sure we would have gotten away with it fully. <laughs> I don't think any there's any chance anyone would have caught us. <laughs> no, we would have probably like well, maybe not caught, but if well, if we were caught, I think it, we would have at most like made someone upset. <laughs> it would have come down to probably. feelings and not the money of it all, but the feelings of it all. So. And we'd have to meet about it, and we'd have to have a <laughs> conflict resolution. So, Bryce and Ren, I understand that you guys uh, started a podcasting club. Yeah, yeah, we did. Yeah, we did. And you took the you guys were given uh, five hundred dollars seed money for that club. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you said it was for mics and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you invested uh, all five hundred into the GameStop, a uh, GameStop stocks <laughs> on Robinhood. Yeah. So, and we made the money back, right? Tripled it even, 1500 500 Tripled for USG, 1500 for me, 500 for Ren. <laughs> 250 for you, Sai. You're welcome. <laughs> uh, yeah. That would have helped. Would have really helped. Okay. This has got to be it, Ren, right? Is our tank empty? Is the tank on E? Huh? Is the tank on E? Yeah, tank's on E. Yeah, tank is uh, dead in the X C-A-N-K. Hank. He's not dead. He's born again. Yes. He's going to join the Righteous Gemstones. Yeehaw. Yeehaw. I don't know why I said yeehaw. I mean, they're like Southern, but they're not like... Cowboys. Cowboys. <laughs> no. Okay. All right, everyone. Thanks so much for listening. Thanks for tuning in. And I hope you all have a great rest of your day. See you all at the next USG meeting. Bye, everyone. Bye.